Hello everyone and welcome to the Bowling Green Podcast. Yeah, wait for me, <laughs> Today we have come fully equipped with alcohol and the beautiful Rami Holtzman, um, who is a seasoned academic enrolled in two <laughs> university <laughs> degrees. Economic maestro. Yeah, I wanted to say academic entirely. He's but, enrolled uh, on the email list. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm hey, in like you get the four emails emails before I do. Yeah, you do. I get the I business know. ones, I get the attendance ones. I've been asked to like come in and tap my card in Ooh, constantly. Why don't you steal the IR? Yeah, no, no, well, because right? I got an email saying, "Do you want to become a course rep?" <laughs> <laughs> so I think they realised that their information on you is no, slightly wrong. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe they've kind of forgotten or sent me the postcard. Or well, either way, you're still allowed on the premises. Hopefully, the University of Portsmouth secret police are going to burst yeah. through the door any second and they're taken away. We'll just carry on. Hopefully, hopefully you'll be more regular. Calm and carry on. Um, Sounds good to me. Kind of sipping away on this beautiful drink. It's because I love this drink. What, so what, what is it exactly? Gone wine. It's not a wine. It's a liqueur is how I've been told it's, it is. It does smell really it's alcoholic. It's very have a sip. strong tasting, but it's very sweet tasting. So straight from Kyoto. Well, it is sweet. Yeah. Pretty so nice. Nice. Yeah. You normally have it with soda water. 6% right? Yeah. You normally have it with soda water or in my case you have it with Coke. Right. The drink. That sounds like it'd be disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it'd that be really like gross. Go really yeah. weird with, the, with soda water, it's really nice. That's how most people have well, it. It sounds that. gross with Coke. <laughs> it's not how you're supposed to have it. That is literally right. how I have it it's because really of sweet. an accident that one of my friends did when <laughs> serving me. He pressed the wrong button on the machine to get Coke instead of soda. So he pressed the wrong button and I, I'll try it anyway and I just stuck with it. It's really nice. Right. It's really good. What's your favorite? Yes, that's what happened with us the other week. Didn't yeah. So yeah, but when, when that wasn't aired. We've <laughs> 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 To most people, that doesn't exist. I've got the video fast. So. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Just plug that in. So I don't yeah. have to talk. There you go. So <laughs> save the energy. <laughs> <a bit. laughs> so we're going to try and make this a regular thing, right? Where one of us brings in some yeah, form yeah, of alcohol. Drink, some form yeah. of alcohol. Yeah. Import yeah. it in. Rami is bringing whiskey next week, yeah. right? I think yeah. I, I should have some left. When I went to, I went to the Jamison Distillery in um, mm-hmm. the Islands. No, it's ja- it's Jamison, I believe. So, well, I might be wrong. Never heard it pronounced that before. I always thought it was Jamison. Did yeah. they say it Jamison? I think so. Where, I mean, it? my memory isn't very good. So, <laughs> Southern Island. It was all you drank, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> but I've got a couple of miniatures of their different different varieties, and they've got one that's mm-hmm. aged in stout stout barrels. So, I mean, I don't like stout, but. <laughs> But it sounds fancy. Okay. Yeah. I'll cool. bring some vodka and we can all be really smashed. Oh, okay then. <laughs> no, yeah, we just get smashed at the start. <laughs> Let's the get angry episode. smashed. <laughs> this is casual drinking. It's not. This yeah. is like happy alcohol. Yeah. They, what they don't know is that we've all had five or six yeah. before this. <laughs> well, pre-production. We, we should we should do a we should an episode in the whiskey exchange in London. Oh, that's yeah, quality. Quality. This is really like. Bowling Green podcast on tour. They've got some nice nice whiskey down there. Nice Japanese. I don't know. Aged. Yeah. Wicked. Right. Yeah. Should we get started before this just turns into like a alcohol review? Right, who wants to introduce this? You've got the running okay. So we're going to talk about the AI. The Amazon um, AI that was created by a team of Scottish engineers uh, to sift through CVs and uh, make the CV recruitment process easier. bring up the few best applicants yep. out of the bunch so that it was easier. <coughs> so that people didn't have to do it by like 
physical human presence. Just to be lazy, I, I think, personally. But maybe to be more efficient as well, cost okay. efficient. Um, that's the and whole point really, of AI, if you then employ the wrong person based on a computer assessment. But I think, in a way, you kind of maybe using AI helps to reduce the bias, although that obviously hasn't. <laughs> yeah, so, so the story is, is that it was discriminating against female applicants because it was picking up keywords in their CVs like they went to a women's college or that they were the like women's what was chess. it women's chess captain if that was on there they'd kind of dismiss it because of some learned behavior well the reason that i i read was because the way that it was taught was by uh, feeding its CVs from the past 10 years. Now, in this industry, which was uh, being a software engineer, yeah, it's primarily male-dominated, yeah. and a lot of the CVs that it learned by were male CVs, and therefore it was taking away the female CVs because it had learned by looking at male CVs. So yeah. it somehow taught itself that the these male CVs were, or the, the female CVs were inferior to the male CVs because it yeah. hadn't seen as many of them. Yeah, um, it was more abnormal, so it was probably more of a risk to do it because it wasn't something they normally have. The, the, the majority is male, so we'll keep it as male because that yeah. seems to be the safe bet. And this was only used in tests. It was corrected as soon as the uh, people that were running this found out, um, and they were pretty transparent about it. They, they fixed yeah. it, but said that it might not stop discrimination. How in did the they future. correct it? They probably just had to. Well, they probably had to unlearn it. I'm sure they, they can edit the software. Yeah, they made yeah. it more neutral. So yeah, it's, not some, it's not something that once started can't be stopped. Yeah, yeah. they, they terminate a system. <laughs> they took away <laughs> its bias against certain words like women and women's chess club and things, so it was more neutral. It was like Tay, wasn't it? Do you remember Tay? I'm sure her name was Tay. The Microsoft chat robot. We were talking about it this earlier. This the one that. I'm sure her name was Tay. Do you not remember this? So I remember the AI. chat robots. It was a chat robot, a Microsoft AI, and it was it was they were trying to get it to learn through conversation with fucking shit posters online, which obviously didn't very end up very well. And it ended up being like some sort of alt-right Nazi <laughs> racist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I'm pretty sure it started off one sentence with Hitler had some good ideas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is why I think the whole like trying to introduce AI to make things more neutral. It's, yeah, it's kind of it's going to pick up on yeah. the inherent biases. Yeah, it's just not necessarily yeah. with the people who program it because that's not how it necessarily works. Because obviously, that would mean that they're literally programming it into to be a, to, to be a certain way. But if it's learning based on interactions with certain people who do have certain mm -hmm. biases, then it's going to pick that up. And people with which means intense it's not really bias tend to shout the loudest. Yeah, so but it also means yeah, it also means that it's not really intelligent because it's picking up on a bias and then thinking that that's the way that. it is and not interrogating that like we would. We'd go, well, that's a bit biased. Like, let's, let's analyse that a bit or, or dismiss it or whatever. Sometimes we don't. A lot of the time if it... Obviously they don't have the sort of preconceived notions that we get so that when something is biased but it aligns with your views, you're like, no, that's not biased, that's fine. Yeah. Confirmation. Yeah, confirmation. Yeah. I think it's it, it's an interesting um, way of doing things, but shows that 
moving towards AI isn't necessarily the right, the I mean, right how, way to go. How busy are they that they don't have five minutes to look at some CVs? Yeah, I think that's a bit like, excessive. But there, are certainly jobs that job there are certainly <laughs> jobs that AI can do, but I think looking at CVs just seems a bit... But it probably takes them longer to plug the CVs into the thing and get it to like but look at it yeah. than it does for them to just quickly scan them. I think that's the concept, though, isn't it? If that's technology that they can license out and sell, you know, you save all of that money by not having recruiters. Right. Of course, I think it's going to be one that you're still going to need actual physical contact to then analyse those right. decisions. Yeah, but, um, no, this is going to show how bad I am at pacing myself. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, because, I mean, we have industries, you know, like um, planes and things like that, you know, they, can, they can't take off on land, but you still have to have some interaction, like the underground trains mm -hmm. and things are all automated, but I think it's going to get to the stage where it's going to be 90% maybe automated, but I think there still needs to be that, because they can't think for themselves, obviously, you know, they just think of in, in ones and zeros in binary, so... Do you guys reckon there's going to be like a, a Luddite resurgence? You ever heard of Luddites? I have heard of it, but I don't know exactly so what it is. So they were people sort of in the Industrial Revolution in like the 1800s who revolted basically against all what they saw at the time as like scarily fast automation, like it's going to steal all our jobs and stuff. Do you reckon that might happen again? Definitely. It already is happening, isn't it? Because everyone's already complaining. Like, so it's the... McDonald workers yeah. in America, isn't mm -hmm. it? When they all said we want fifteen dollars, fifteen dollars an hour, which is never going to happen, and they kicked a load of them out and just went, we've got machines. But the machine, and that, which to be honest, actually do work better. They than work some better, of the yeah, because you, you pay and then you just get your food. I think it works better for the consumer at the end of the day, and that's what I think mm -hmm. the focus needs to be on mm -hmm. is improving the experience for the consumer rather than. See, I do like tech. I do like tech, and I like the advances of of certain areas, but I do think like ah. Uh, it's going to put a load of people out of work yeah, eventually. And if though. we're going to continue living in the system that we're living in at the moment, it is based upon people having jobs so they can then go and True. It, it's it's yeah. all well and good saying that you have to think about the, the consumer and the consumer's experience, but you do then have to deal with the repercussions of the fact that people need jobs, they're not going to have yeah, jobs. Exactly. We do, yeah. but I mean... And I've, I've seen, that's what I was explaining earlier, I've seen articles that have said oh, it doesn't matter because it's actually going to produce more jobs. So, like, technological revolution yeah, to produce more Philip jobs. Yeah, that's Philip Hammond's line, isn't it, basically? But that's but bollocks because it's only going to produce more jobs for people in that like, yeah, area. That like, tech support, yeah, their yeah. jobs are going to go through the roof. Yeah, Programmers and software engineers are fine, yeah, but fine. Like, the average person who's done retail for most of their life is fucked, basically. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like they're not going to have a chance. And this was just a trial. This was just a trial, yeah. but but there are trials like all over the place in loads of different exactly. areas, and exactly. it is coming. Yeah, it is coming. It's coming. I mean, it, it's it, it, it is difficult. I mean, I think you know we obviously had this during the industrial revolution. You had the, mm -hmm. the switch between that, but I think we are seeing a shift from where people are working now. For example, the UK is you know predominantly strong in, in the service and yeah, in the financial sector. Industry. So. I think we will continue to see that shift. I think there's some industries that definitely will still need uh, human interaction to make those decisions, such as the law, mm -hmm. accounting possibly. And I think it's difficult because the majority of people are not are not in that are not in that area. They just kind of are focused on kind of regular jobs like retailers mm -hmm. or hospitality. So, so like Japan's like bringing in robots in care homes. Japan's yeah, got a real so big shortage of carers. They're really struggling with nurses and, and personal carers and stuff like that. And there's a 
there's actually, um, I think, uh, a report that said that people in some of these places would actually prefer a robot to a foreign worker. Really? <laughs> they, would, they, they are yeah. that, like, anti-foreign worker. They would rather have a robot. Christ. And I, yeah, I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't surprise me, really. No, no, not with Japan. Not with Japan. No. It's all well and good, this resurgence, not, not, not necessarily resurgence, but this emergence of AI um, and trying to put AI in these lines of work and yeah. replace workers. But um, there are a lot of jobs that I think uh, would suit human interaction more. I think... Yeah. Mm -hmm. But retail ain't one of them. No. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> it needs to be. Uh, like, like you said, there's a shortage of people in these areas. Should the emphasis also not be on people getting people into those areas more? Try to make those, those jobs more attractive? Yeah. Mm. Whilst also saying that yeah, but we can support the industry we by ecological yeah. yeah. that, That's where I think they need to get the balance, isn't mm -hmm. it? Where they need to offer that encouragement to get people into those kind of jobs. Like you know, I mean, there's only so much you can do with that. You can only encourage people to do nursing and caring so much. It is not for if, everyone. No, You're never going to have enough. It, it definitely isn't. But as we've seen with the NHS here, the majority of NHS staff are obviously foreign workers. So there's a reason. We need to find out, I don't know, it's difficult, but we need to find out what the reason is that British nationals aren't going into that. Is it because it's too complex? You know, is the training too hard? Is it too expensive? We need to find that if out. If they've stopped the birth rate for them, haven't they? I'd say that's a massive that's issue. A massive I think there's something yeah. like 20,000 nurse vacancies in this country. That, uh, that is why, unreal. I don't know yeah. why is that currently or is that be a student nurse these days as well. Like the amount of placement hours they have to do and how mm. expensive it is yeah. and then obviously taking away that bursary. But you need a degree. I don't think you should need well, a degree exactly, to be yeah. a nurse. I think it's I something that you... I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. It depends on... Well, but I people have done it for years without degrees. Yeah. yeah, but people have done a lot of things without <laughs> having a formal education. That doesn't mean it was a good... But, but I think it, it's an industry that you learn on the job though, isn't it? You, you physically have to have that experience. That's why they have the placements with the degree. Obviously it's not all just like written exams yeah, and stuff. There's which is why, yes, of course you need that knowledge. But I'm not suggesting it's more important to have the hands-on experience than how, uh, which is why I don't think a degree is, yeah. is necessary myself. I think there should be a curriculum where you learn on the job and then you maybe have to take a test at the end or something. Which but they'd be paid while they're, while they're learning, is yeah. that what Yeah, something like that to encourage that. And then I think there will be a balance between AI taking over and humans getting into jobs mm -hmm. that... I think it will balance itself out if the government puts these procedures in in the first place. We've just got to be careful with it. Yeah. yeah but then there's the whole private versus state-run like healthcare if there's if or even just like the implementation of AI if a private company starts doing it can the state really control whether or not it's going to get out of hand no they can't which no, is why I don't support uh, health things like healthcare going into private ownership yeah no I, I think it should be an option as in people should have the option if they choose to if to get private, private healthcare, healthcare that's absolutely actually. fine but yeah healthcare well, Healthcare, yeah. policing, education, yeah, uh, and it, I'd go as far as to suggest even transport are the ones for me which I think should be government control. We're showing our British post-war um, consensus routes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not me, because I, I disagree with the transport thing, but yeah, yeah, mostly. I, I think that whilst it's interesting and it's good that there's innovation in these areas, you cannot ignore the fact that there are serious problems that will arise from the mm. fact that AI are going to be replacing human jobs. Mm -hmm. 
not forget the fact that it's going to piss workers off royally. Yeah. Um, and you need to you need to be able to deal with that afterwards because those people that work for McDonald's that wanted a living wage need to then find a new job. Mm-hmm. Replacing them hasn't helped their lives in any way. Mm-hmm. No. But, yeah. yeah. But that's the, I guess that is the difference. <laughs> I guess that is the difference between looking at the macro and the macro, isn't it? You know, do you look at the economy as a whole or do you look at the individuals? It's difficult because in one way, automation makes everything cheaper, which is good for the economy because that makes us more competitive with everyone else, like China, for example, India, some countries in Africa now. But again, as you said, is that going to be at the cost of, mm-hmm. you know, individuals and things where they're then going to have to be supported by the state? Yes, it's the fact that the consumer is also the worker. That's but we're we also going to bring in, like, what's it called? What's, what's the word? Is it not, um, where you just get money for being alive? Universal income. Universal income. Oh, because obviously, maybe in conjunction with that, that's going to be their kind of way out of it. No, I wouldn't suggest that universal income is the way to resolve it. I'd suggest. Because no, if there are less people in work, there's going to like there's, they're not going to be able to just carry on through like a benefit like mm-hmm. all job seekers because then like millions and millions of people are just going to be on job seekers. Yeah, what you need to do is create more jobs and uh, yeah, there's only so much you can, you can do isn't there? You can't, I, I, I don't like this way of thinking about the economy of we just need to make more jobs because you can't, it's, the population is increasing, you can't constantly increase the amount of jobs to match the population, it's impossible. <laughs> It it's also pointless because yeah. you're just creating jobs for the sake of saying, "Well, that person's now got a job." And not everyone. But you're wants not a actually job. necessarily producing anything of benefit. Yeah, that's how like big bureaucracies yeah. end up happening because someone needs to do something. So like, yeah, here's this extra box to tick or like yeah. papers to move around. Yeah, like have a qualified like uh, universal income where people who obviously people who can't work are still getting benefits. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That I agree with that. But like people who are maybe like artists, people who yeah. are creating like right, cultural so like benefits, who aren't. I feel like engineers really and other people might be a bit pissed off at that. Like yeah, but they're not like the thing is, is you give engineers good wages yeah. in comparison, and you give the universal income like not saying basic minimum, like the minimum to survive where they're currently living. Mm-hmm. And then obviously if they get other benefit, like other income from other sources, like selling artworks and stuff like that, fine. Or is selling. that not just an extension of welfare though? Yeah, but then universal income is an extension of welfare. Yeah. Is, yeah. That, but is that what we want to, is that the way that it, we want to it do it? I mean, it's definitely... It stand, I think, on the whole, like, Protestant work ethic that our culture is basically based on. Like, a lot of people think that you should have a job because then that gives you, like, something to live for and yeah, gives you it's something to strive towards. But as we're getting to that point where it's hard for everyone to find a job, I think people are starting to question, like, why are we actually doing this? It's not, it's not a good system. Just is saying everyone should have a job is not a good system. But, but there are like there are industries where there are sh- shortages of jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it is. But there's still it, not enough jobs for every single person of working age. No, no, I'm not suggesting that. But there are. More, there are jobs out there. There are industries yeah, yeah. that need. Yeah. But then it's like forcing people. Yeah, and that's the thing. With their own and I'm free will. Not 
for that at all. Like, I don't think you should say, well, we've got short of this job, so all kids for the next three years have, have to go into that. Well, no, you, you don't say yeah. that they have to go it's in there. It's like a conscription service. the nursing instead of the army. But you have to change the culture around what we look at. I think now we've got a lot of people, kids growing up, they want to work. I mean, like, hypocritical, <laughs> but um, they want to do things like, you know, be a celebrity or yeah. stuff yeah, like that. Always people, all people, thing, like, young yeah. people always want to it's be famous. It's just moved to yeah, different yeah, sure. platforms. It yeah. used to be, I want to be a pop star, now it's, you know, I want to be a famous streamer. But for sure, yeah. but there, there is this stigma around doing things like learning a trade or, yeah. Yeah. They, this is, they're they're needed. Learning a trade are needed. is hard and you actually have but, to, like... <laughs> You I can't just do it from your bedroom. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. But it, uh, Jack is right. I, th I think there's a massive issue nowadays. I think people see a trade as something that's, you know, not... What's the word? Too good for them? Not too good for them? Beneath them. Beneath them, yeah. They're too good for it, basically. Uh, what the issue is, is the people who are in those trades actually are the ones who end up making a lot of money. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, I bumped into... Uh, somebody I knew from from high school, so back in year seven, year eight, and bumped into him earlier this year on the train. He's a he's a bricklayer now for for housing. Mm -hmm. He gets a contract for two years to build a, a development, and he said, you yeah, know, he, he's, he's making yeah, he's making a fortune. He's There's a lot to be said for uh, learning a trade. You know, obviously we're all well, sorry, Rami. Most <laughs> of us are in higher education, but I think the way our higher education system has been structured and pitched, a lot of people mm. have gone off to uni just because they think that's the thing they to do. They need a degree. Yeah, yeah, they need a degree. It's basically, you know, a degree mill so that then it you is, can yeah. go out and apply for a job and, and be I, like, I, I I've got this piece of paper. Yeah. But that is, <laughs> that so is why, why are you doing a degree? Because I need the degree. I don't care about Yeah, you need it to get into Japan. I only need it so that I can go to Japan. They won't let me get a visa mm -hmm. to work there unless I have a degree. degree. That's Which, just how it works. Yeah. There. Which, going back to your point about trade and nurses and things like that I think is the biggest issue is that yeah a three four year course is great you learn the theory but what we need mm -hmm. is experienced people and we're churning out thousands of these people who haven't got a clue how to do these kind of jobs and you know everything from nuclear physicists to uh, you know factory workers and things like that we need there needs to be more emphasis on maybe more experience during the degree or incentives for people to take another option rather than a degree because a degree isn't mm. always necessary yeah, but I don't think you're going to get an apprenticeship in nuclear physics are you? Like, I don't think that I think if you're going to no, go into nuclear physics you're probably going to be having to go to university yeah of course I mean really. this is yeah this is why I think like that's a high level of education that you need to get you need to know how to study yeah. you need to know how to research yeah. and learn those things I mean through university don't get me wrong I, I think degrees definitely have their place that's for sure you know mm. STEM law, medicine, well, even all just that kind of stuff. Even the soft, like, humanities like ours, they still teach useful skills yeah, of, yeah, like, I mean, critically analysing stuff, you like, could, time management, blah, blah, blah. You could yeah. get a lot of jobs from kind of humanities mm -hmm. and things like that. But I do agree that there needs to be more, like, practical there needs to be an understanding that there is another option, not just... Otherwise the AI is going to take over. Well, exactly, there you go, yeah. So. Do you reckon we should have a minister for minister the AI? Minister for AI. Just because we be were talking about the... It will be an AI, though, that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> be a robot, robot miss. I'm just trying to segue. Oh, that's that's very good segue. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Sure if anyone but but is is that 
for sure there will be there will be I think that there needs to be real care to be taken around this mm -hmm. area because it's one of those things that could very quickly incrementally happen and all of a sudden you've got all these unforeseen policy circumstances that pop up um, that are causing real issues for people I think we've got bigger issues to tackle in this country than um, the government getting involved in yeah, yeah. AI personally um, <laughs> I think the, the time could be itself. like suicide prevention um, which rolls us inversely yeah. to uh, the, the government what we, should, what we should have now before you carry on what we should have now on the green screen is someone just going past on a segue <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea that's actually a good idea. Um, so yeah the government have now introduced uh, a minister for mental health suicide prevention mental, <laughs> mental health yeah. suicide prevention and something else let's see so, so she she's still a health minister yeah she was already part so of it's just a new tag yeah. for, it's a new, new title she's good um, uh, this is brilliant pro this however pro good things pro good things anti-bad cool. stuff I don't know if you've heard she joked about suicide oh yeah okay what did she say she said she would rather jump off of I can't remember the name of the place. It's a place where people go to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She'd rather do that than vote UKIP or so, yeah, Beachy Head. I think that was yeah. it, something like that. She'd rather do that, and everyone was like, "That was a bit of a." Does that mean that she can't do the job? Yeah. When was it? No, but and I just think it was a bit callous of her to say like I'd rather kill myself than this How, I think as now someone becoming a minister like I'm not going to become a minister for suicide I've joked about suicide that's fine yeah. but I'm not also pretending to mm -hmm. be like I think any part partisan extremism like that just kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth like I'd never vote UKIP at the same time it's like the whole Labour never kissed a Tory it's, it's lazy it's lazy it's, yeah, sort of uh, ad hominem yeah, it, kind of attack. and it's a stupid thing to say it's not funny yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm pro. I'm pro the People. position. That's a good thing. I just think that. <coughs> How long ago was it? I, uh, I don't know. I find it very funny that whenever the government seems to appoint new ministers to areas, the people they appoint seem to have said something derogatory about those it's areas yeah. every single time. Right, exactly. And the department, uh, I think, when when questioned about her appointment, saying the what about the stuff she said yeah. in the past, like the people who appointed her have like, said, we didn't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we didn't know anything about those comments at the time. Right. Of the right. and stuff Which is fair enough. I'm, yeah. I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt just because I think that this is a really I important remember, area. I want to know what her duties are. What is it that she's actually going to do? Yeah, well, one of the um, critiques in the BBC article that Jack linked was the fact that Theresa May, she talked about mental health and how she was going to tackle it, didn't she? Two years ago, maybe? Well, she's whenever, been doing it for a while. Whenever she like first became Prime Minister. And as far as I can see, this is the only real big initiative yeah. uh, that has taken place. But is it an initiative depending on what she's doing? Because the thing that uh, in, in one of our classes, we had to look at how the announcement of that was reacted to mm. on online. And a lot of the comments on like the Tory Facebook page, which I know isn't like a best place to go for news, but it was what we had to do as an analysis was look at what people were commenting on it and mm -hmm. the, I would say like 90% of the comments don't quote were like well if you hadn't taken away loads of people's benefits we wouldn't need these mm -hmm. kinds of positions because it's only since benefits are starting to like be more restricted yeah. that more people are killing themselves 
but I don't know if that's, that's like the primary of, cause. Oh, no, it's but I think that's one of it's, it's, it's definitely, definitely an issue yeah. because if you're talking about mental health, it's it doesn't exist in a vacuum like mental health problems. Mm. So addressing, you know, the problems that might be causing people to be in a bad place. I can see that argument, yeah. but at the same time, not everyone who has suicidal thoughts or who's attempted to commit suicide is in that position. No. Mm. So I think it's good that they've separated it off into its own specific health section. No, if, if I have my benefits cut and all of a sudden that's like left me in a shit position, I don't think that suicide's going to be the best way out of it, mm. but I can completely see why some people yeah. would think that. It depends how reliant they yeah. are on that money. Yeah, Especially if they're in mental true. health situations where they have like they're physically capable, like like physically healthy enough to mm -hmm. do stuff, but mentally they're not. Then yeah, they need they need help. But do I think just throwing money at the problem is the solution? Yeah, yeah I mean, well that's like the NHS. Yeah, yeah. I think that was an announcement. I think it was on on top of this that there was going to be a, an extra one point eight million in funding to the Samaritans to obviously fund yeah. the free phone calls, which kind of links back to that. What well, magic money tree was that coming from? Yeah, exactly. Well, and it doesn't seem like a massive amount either, and, and does that really address the problem? I think it's a help. That's definitely a help. Where's the money going? Yeah, throwing money at a problem. 1.8 million or 1.8 million? Over four years. Over four years. It's just not, not much. To support really. phone calls. It's to support the phone calls, yeah. right? Yeah. It's which to co co cover the cost of the phone calls. Uh, yeah. I think that's what it was for. Oh, phone calls, okay. Yeah, which, which is okay, but I, I think uh, mental health is one of those issues that I think it needs, in my opinion anyway, it needs to be talked about more so you reduce the stigma of it. I think mm -hmm. once we get talking about it, then I think we can start to understand it and I think it can be more acceptable for people to kind of acknowledge that they need help and seek help. Mm -hmm. It will kind of be like, you know, you have... I don't know, you've got um, a bad cough or something, so you go to your doctor, mm -hmm. you know, it's normal. I think, I hope... You wouldn't feel done. embarrassed about it, that exactly, if yeah. you're going there because, you know, you've had a depressive episode. It's, there's a yeah, lot of stigma. I, I, I hope we that. can get to that stage. But at the same time, a lot of people do go and seek help, and mm -hmm. this kind of links back to the whole nurse shortage that we were talking about. But they're on such long waiting lists yeah. because of the fact that the NHS is still in crisis. But the services that it they're becomes, just, yeah, it they're just degrades yeah. it degrades you, doesn't it? Because it it's like I'm trying and I'm still not getting anywhere. Yeah. Well, I, I tried last year and we went through a counselling service that was referred to by my GP mm -hmm. and I was waiting for... You hear nothing for like six months. Ages and ages and ages and then when I said, okay, when I finally got the appointments, was going to the appointments, they, then she went off on holiday for two weeks, so I couldn't see anyone, so that disrupts mm -hmm. the entire thing. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of go, okay, well, this isn't really working, is it? And I go, no, it's not working. And they go, well, we can't do anything else for you now. Yeah. That was the end of yeah. it. That was the end of it. They didn't then say, okay, let's... Which is so bad. They yeah. should at least put you... Obviously, I don't know if it was like a therapist or a, or a psychiatrist. Head, headspace? No, uh, talk, was it Talk and Change? Talk and Change. Yeah, yeah. Talk, Pretty sure Headspace talk? No, it's Talk and Change. <laughs> yeah. But um, obviously the therapists or whatever, they have a right to say if they think that you're a bad fit for each other, yeah, and I but they fine. should refer you on to someone yeah. else. Which you know, is they can't just leave you hanging. There, isn't, there isn't enough services. So like mm -hmm. Autism Hampshire, they just have no funding. They're just, they're just yeah. so screwed in that I think from when, when I got diagnosed, which was like two, maybe, yeah, two years ago, they were like, oh, you can only come in on this day of the month once a month because that's the only time we're in Portsmouth mm. because we have to separate our time for the rest of the county yeah. 
That's not good enough. So it's just no. one team for the entire yeah. 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 Which is why I think maybe we can then use technology in a in a in a positive way that maybe we could explore options such as, you know, <coughs> video conferences for therapists. I know yeah. it's not gonna work Have for everyone, but we're not stuff. Yeah, we're not going down that road. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Have you heard about it? Yeah, I, we're not sponsored by that. What, what so it? better help. So there's been a massive scandal big on YouTube, on YouTube of loads of big YouTubers, uh, like social commenters, uh, being sponsored by a online, online therapy. therapy service called Better Help. And the long short of it was that there was something in their terms and conditions that said like, like we can't guarantee. Yeah, this is legal tools. Yeah. So the people who sponsored it got given two hundred dollars per referral. So if you went onto their website, watched their videos, whatever, and then, oh, I think I need so it's not just I'm going to click on that link. That YouTuber got £200, so they were obviously doing it for a financial incentive. It's like an affiliate link. Yeah. To me, it's a bit sus. If you want to do stuff for mental health, you're not doing it for the money all the time. But anyway, that's beside the point. They then, uh, so in the Better Help, or whatever it was called, their ser like terms and services and stuff, they were like putting in just lines and stuff that would absolve them of all responsibility of anything that went wrong. Yeah, saying, it's saying that they can't vouch for the which? legitimacy or the qualifications mm -hmm. of the counsellors that they're providing, which is... Well, it's you're just pretty standard fucking in people. T's and C's to try and... Yeah. You know, cover your ass. Yeah, but that's even if it's it unlikely far. to yeah. happen. But, but when it's you're saying that you're 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 going to send those people to counselors and therapists, but you don't know if they're counselors or therapists when because it's you don't know they're qualified. Personal and important. As yeah, and they were saying that great. obviously on their website it was like, look how much you can good. save between us and, and a therapist, and then in the terms they were saying we are not a replacement. I think yeah. there's a big issue, of course, with what they've done, but I think the concept is good. If yeah. it can be run maybe by the government that can format it properly, you can speak to a licensed therapist, I think mm -hmm. then you have a real opportunity. Yeah. But I think the way that BetterHelp was organised and kind of put forward was a bit I misleading. Mean, it's but. one of the first of its kind, so obviously yeah, yeah. it's going to be... It's trial and error, but obviously in the meantime, that could cause people yeah. to go over the edge. Right, but so so to take this back therapist. to, to yeah. Jackie Doyle Price, I think that yeah. this is the beginning of that. This is mm. whilst the progress is slow and more needs to be done I think that at least this is a start she, I don't yeah. think she's going to have that much time on her, to, on her plate with yeah. all the other stuff that she has to do mm -hmm. but at least it's a start yeah. at least the government are it's like they're catching that. up to because everyone else over the years I think since the explosion of the internet in the 2000s everyone else has kind of caught up to the fact that it's okay to talk about that kind of thing and to acknowledge you know suicide rates uh, apart from Japan, but you know, they might get their punishment. I think that if you take um, sports as a case study, it's quite interesting, especially football in particular. I, I think that there's a, really? a lot. No, well, no, because I don't know where you're going with this now, because well, no, I'm just a sport, so I'm just yeah. let him go. There's, yeah, yeah. there's, there's a, a, a real movement within ex-footballers talking about mental health okay, problems. Yeah. You see a lot that, that come out. I mean, it was Michael Carrick recently, who was an England player, played for Manchester United. Rio Ferdinand. Rio Ferdinand. Big one. Um, uh, Kieran Dyer, who had some mental health issues, so a lot of um, a lot of footballers are coming out now, and those people are role models for yeah. for lots of people. And I think and it's that is really important. Hyper masculine, yeah, sort of environment. And this does adverse adversely the suicide mm -hmm. issue does adversely affect men. Oh yeah, um, disproportionately. Yeah, uh, so I think that, that that kind of thing is really important, and just 
talking, being open about it and trying to be comfortable about it and not having this um, stigma in yourself to when somebody is talking to you as men mm. um, to belittle them or to be worried about checking up on your friends or mm. to um, be scared about talking about your feelings. I think it is uh, something that, that needs to be stressed. Um, Ultimately, I think that's the beginning. Yeah. I think this is the beginning yeah, yeah, yeah. of that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe as an autistic person, I'm just like, does that really happen though? Like, do, do, do people, do other guys go and talk to their guy friends and say that I'm feeling a bit down, and they but take the piss out of them? Is that what happens? I don't think. Yeah, it's the, yeah. It, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I, I've never. Heard I, I've, of I've that seen happening. that. Yeah. And yeah. that guys, I don't think do talk anyway, do they? Yeah, yeah a lot of the time nice. they won't even go to them and say, hey guys, I'm not yeah. feeling so because great. There is they just won't say anything. Yeah, there is this still this stiff upper lip Because I'm kind of obviously yeah. an exception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, British but, but mentality. Yeah. Even things that, that somebody, like if you aren't struggling, can you can be that person that goes to your friends and make sure and, and ask them if they're okay and even, even being there for people like people telling your friends that you love them that's yeah. something that no, I think that really rarely happens mm, uh, awesome. <laughs> and, and, uh, that's not happening with me and, and, no of course but I think that <laughs> like for girls it's something that you know it, it happens I think it depends what kind of Let's girl you are no, well, no because I'm I think you see it a lot more is what I'm trying to say yeah oh yeah definitely like not all girls are like that but there's definitely a higher proportion who uh, I think sometimes they take it a bit far and it's a bit fake looking and you know that underneath it all they're actually like bitching about each other behind each other's backs mm. but no I agree that guys you are you're put off from showing affection towards each other because there's it's still a whole no homo a lot of, a lot of people with the, even with their, their dads have I think an issue with showing affection um, like parents, son, like father-son relationships, yeah. it is that very. And that can screw people up for life. Yeah, massively. Because not not just in like you know, affection, but in their entire sort of image of themselves and mm. not but trying to be their dad and then just slowly becoming them. I think that's a reason why uh, maybe from a young age people have a trouble with or men have a trouble with um, being in touch with their feelings because mm. they haven't been taught how to be. They haven't been yeah. encouraged mm. uh, from a young age to do that. Yeah. They haven't been egged on by the, the male role models in their life to do that sort of thing. Um, and I think it's because it's easier for guys to ignore that. Like, I think I'm pretty sure women wouldn't go on about their feelings as much as we do if it wasn't for the fact that it just bubbles up more and you cry and it's more visible. I'm just laughing about you crying, I'm just saying guys you know, just, just the way you were explaining. Guys <laughs> just get angry. I mean, this is all yeah. complete generalisations. Obviously, there's guys who cry and there's women who get angry or hide their emotions. Hmm. But generally, I'd say it's easier for a bloke to just brush it off or push it down, and then that ends up being worse in the long run. Yeah, yeah I, I, I completely agree. Around. I completely agree. And there needs to be a destigmatisation of emotions. And it's, it's interesting actually looking at the statistics of suicide rates as well, seeing that male suicide in the UK has been, has been dropping, it's, it's getting quite low, but female suicide has actually remained quite stable and constant. Can you try and find some? Uh, yeah. Um, there was some on the BBC article that, that I read, and, and another thing is also the age as well. It seems that suicide is quite prevalent in, I think it was 45, 55, yeah, that kind like of Yeah, it's like a midlife crisis yeah. sort of... Uh, 
rings. It's so sad. It's so sad. And we do want to stress that if you are having issues, that you need to be open about yeah. them or try and be open There'll about them. There'll be links. Yeah, in in the comments, there are people there for you, and um, please get help because the last thing that that we want is for people to be this number to keep rising because it it really it really saddens me. Oh, the most common method in the UK is hanging. That's pretty. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, it's, it's not pretty good. You know, shooting, but that's very like. Gnarly. Yeah, um, yeah uh, but but this uh, I, I do hope that there is more government emphasis yeah. put on on this kind of thing because it is so important. Yeah, and this is this helps, but like re people are replacing people's jobs with uh, it, with automation and not having giving them something to fall back on. It's going to lead to this sort of thing becoming more prevalent. Well, and less human interaction in general sure. as well. Yeah. That I mean, does affect your mental health because yeah, yeah. we're social yeah. beings. We get into a social yeah. beings. Social <laughs> beings at the at the end of yeah, the day. You, you look Most of us. A lot of kind of elderly people and things like that nowadays that don't. The only interaction with a human might be that you know they see the postman yeah, or the mail person or that. It's very sad that we've lost that connection. And especially that I think if we looked at the way that they were brought up, uh, it was very community focused. You know, you knew everybody, you knew your neighbours, you knew your butchers, and everybody was looking out for each other. And I think like, we've lost some of that. Yeah, which is a shame. yeah. And those relationships in a lot of cases may not have been meaningful, like at all, but you still had that network. And of the ones that are meaningful, you know, you you kept kept up with them. I think I'm not. Them. I don't want to get on the no, romanticising the past bandwagon because I feel like that's what that is because yeah. just because you just said the uh, a lot of those relationships they weren't meaningful, meaningful and that's yeah, completely, completely true but then surely you could say the same about online relationships yeah, now exactly. you have, like a lot of people will have loads of online friends. I'd argue that now yeah. more so it's not as meaningful because there's so yeah. so much of a wide but they still have that, that network of people and it might actually be for a lot of people, easier to talk to people than they yeah. are online. Rather is that than because in is that because you don't have to have that human interaction? Yeah, is that why it's easier? It could be easier. But would it be Would it be easier for us to uh, interact on a face to face level if that uh, online interaction wasn't there? That's my point. Is that is the reason that so much interactions online? I don't know. I think because it's really it takes away individualistic. It's really yeah, depends on the depends people. Person person. So I think some people would find it easier to talk to a person and some people would find it easier to talk to yeah. a computer not necessarily a computer but someone, but someone behind the computer screen but I'm, I'm not saying that it's no I know, I know what you mean but I think that they've got the option now so you've got the option to talk to people online you've also still got the option to talk to people in the person in, in person whereas in the past you didn't have that option you can only talk to people in person yeah. and if that was a scary thing to imagine doing you had no choice right and, and so you, now you're you've forced to overcome that or yeah, kill I yourself. can see that. Argument. But uh, suicide rates have risen. Yeah, yeah, but that's because there are more people. So taking into account bigger populations, bigger stresses in life in general, like you've got a lot more stresses like weighing on you now. So I wouldn't be able to say whether it was because of population increase. Go on, uh, go on, Louise. Sorry, I'm just saying. Do you mind if we wrap this one up so we can get to the last? Would you want to go to shogi or? topic? Okay. Just before before I have to leave, you guys carry on after. Yeah. By all means. Go on then. No, but carry on what you say. No, no, we'll, we'll move on. It's, it's a, it's no, a, it's I a feel bit. like I've cut that off now. That's a really, like, <laughs> a really critical moment. Not going to win any fans. Yeah, no, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the worst. We'll, we'll come back to it. We'll be yeah. lucky. Everyone's just like, fuck Louise. 
Kishogi. 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 I think the last publication he was working for was the Washington Post in the US. And he's basically, he's been critical of the Saudi government for quite a while now. Uh, he's put himself in self-exile quite a few times, but he was linked to, you know, the royals in Saudi Arabia. It's not like he was a total outsider. He was actually in that inner circle for a while. Uh, yada, yada, yada. He was in Turkey, like, a couple weeks ago went into the Saudi Arabian consulate or embassy there, uh, didn't come back out. So there's footage of him going in, there's no footage of him coming back out. Uh, His, like, fiancé waited there until, like, midnight or something crazy. Yeah, and no sign of him, no sign of him since. So everyone's like, "Mm, this doesn't look too good for the Saudis. They're denying that uh, they assassinated him. Well, the theory is that he went into this uh, the, uh, consulate the to theory, pick up paperwork yeah. and that he was murdered by a Saudi Arabian mm-hmm. hit squad. Yeah. The theory is that they duped him into it because he'd already actually been there once. And then they've, the theory is that they duped him into going back, yeah, murdered him. Loads of details coming out of Turkey, how they like brutally dismembered him and mm. stuff like that. Turkish, Turkish born officials were told to leave uh, to take the afternoon off. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, a, a really strange looking like delegation. Not strange looking, but just guess it's like suspicious, yeah. Delegation of uh, Saudi officials arrived that day in Turkey. Um, the, yeah, the, you got the private planes taking off at the end of the night, but. Which, which supposedly had these members of the hit squad yeah. on there. He did take his phone in, he left it with his wife, but he did have, have an Apple Watch on him that was synced to his phone, and it's believed that he recorded this killing on his Apple uh, Watch. Yeah, because I was wondering how, because a lot of Turkish sources are saying they've got video yes. or, or, or video sort of evidence. Yeah. None of it's been released, obviously, yeah. so it's still just conjecture at this point. Uh, and obviously the issue with the CCTV that Turkey has released is it's been heavily edited as well, so mm-hmm. and it's been subtitled, so you've also got the kind of credibility on that yes. side, Turkey's agenda, and also you can look at the, the, the footage of the planes taking off and things like that, but if that was a picture in you know, Gatwick or something like that of a plane taking off on a regular day, would you analyse it so much? Are we analysing it because of what's supposedly happened? Well, it's incriminating, I think. I think. Mm. It's very, if not very, circum- uh, very uh, consequential. Yeah. Coincidental. coincidental. Oh, sorry, yeah, coincidental. <laughs> no, that's right. Coincidental, yeah. It's very, very coincidental mm. that all of these events happen at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And I think the biggest issue with it is that not only that Saudi are denying it, but, but the issue is that they're that they're saying that they will retaliate, you know. It's just a thing yeah, Trump, they're, threatening, so, yeah. they're threatening to retaliate. So Trump said if we find out you've been involved, we're going to do sanctions? Mm-hmm. Economic mm-hmm. sanctions, yeah. yield our kind of oil weapon. I don't think he actually gave policy or what the sanctions would yeah. be. He just said uh, just that, that there'll be lots of be trouble. Yeah. 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 But this. what? Yeah, basically he said it like that. Going to be a little bit trouble. It's going to be huge trouble. Huge. Yeah, and obviously fire and fury. The issue is that kind of you can link this in my way. It feels a bit like 1973 
with Saudi saying, you know, we're going to use oil as the mm -hmm. weapon. Everyone kind of going, oh, are you actually going to do that? And that happens. Saying they won't do that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they I mean, did that. We've seen oil prices rise this year quite significantly. Yeah. Saudi's coming out to say that. Have they doubled? I feel like they've gone up from yeah, 40 a barrel to, to like 80, yeah, 80, 80 90 dollars really a barrel. Saudi is now coming out and saying, yes, we can make it to 200, $400 a barrel, mm. which is obviously going to squeeze uh, the, the global economy. Do you think maybe the fact that oil has gone up is why, if they have um, assassinated him, I mean, it's looking pretty obvious now that he's not coming back. But um, We are not a news source. Yeah, obviously, this is all just our opinions. Do you reckon it's maybe because oil is starting to become more lucrative for them again that they feel they can act a bit more recklessly? Because they've been doing a lot of trying to modernise, trying to diversify trying to get income their from revenue, yeah, so that they don't have to rely on oil, I guess because they're seeing the trends towards renewable energy, electric oil, stuff like that. Talking about renewable energy, just that, just the threat now of oil as a weapon. Yeah, is it as scary as it was in the 70s? Yeah, and also, does that now make um, renewable energy and alternative energy a major policy of the US national mm -hmm. security I've now. Not just the US, but European countries mm -hmm. that also have yeah. ties to Saudi Arabia yeah. like us. If this has happened, and we do not take extreme sanctions on the Saudis, I will be absolutely appalled. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, uh, seriously, I, I, I don't care um, particularly how uh, they threaten us with oil price increases. I know it's an issue. But this cannot be allowed to, to happen yeah, the because they have time, oil. It, it cannot be allowed to happen because they have oil. They've been allowed to, you know, behead people, stone them, well, they they kill civilians yeah. in the Yemen. Yeah, yeah, kill civilians in the Yemen. It's a, uh, it's kind of a difficult one when looking at the media uproar about it. I'm not trying to go with, like Noam Chomsky and manufacturing consent on you guys. Well, I think I think but it has been. But I think it's now, also yeah. it's like. You know, with the move to renewables, I don't a, think we have to let them hold that power over yeah. us anymore. Yeah. And I really but think that's, I actually think that's part of the push why we're going for it. But you know, we like sailing weapons to them as well at the same time. Yeah, right, which is disgusting. Completely yeah, just, blameless, because it's, it's just, I just don't understand why the fuck you do that. It's What's the point? But if you look where we need to get Patricia yeah. and, and Ferguson. Yeah, oh, they'd be great arguing against each other. If you look at their trade balance sheet and things like that, their balance of trade, Saudi is still, you know, they're still going strong. <coughs> Excuse me, they're still exporting a lot of oil. In fact, 90% of their exports are in that area. Uh, it's growing, you know, it's not even that it's, it's decreased and they're getting less revenue. So I think they still hold an immense yeah. amount of power. And it's not just oil as well, of course. They have, their, they have influence in a lot of other spheres. But I think what worries Saudi more now, and that makes them a little bit weaker, is that... We have seen, obviously, trends towards cutting the deficit by, I think, they recently added a value-added tax, um, other taxes. So they're actually starting to yeah, tax people now. they've had taxes on expats. And, and that kind of means they have to listen to what the citizens want. Exactly. Bit. And we have a, a massive issue with unemployment in Saudi, uh, which is on the rise. Mm -hmm. Estimates of 42% youth unemployment by 2030, I believe, which is Jesus crazy. Christ. You've got about 80 90% of the workforce is made up of farmers. Mm -hmm. um, I think basically because they kind of got off scot-free in the Arab Spring, you know, they managed to stop a, uh, a grassroots uprising from happening during then. They're sort of getting a bit nervous, like how long can we continue this whole absolute monarchy thing? Mm -hmm. Jamal Khashoggi, as it happens, 
to prove that obviously they have motive for for getting rid of him, he was a big proponent of the Muslim Brotherhood, as well as just being critical of the government in general. He's a proponent proponent of the Muslim Brotherhood, who, interestingly, its biggest sort of state supporters at the moment are Turkey and Qatar. Um, and they, you know, kind of advocate for most Arab governments are corrupt, you know, they're being propped up by the West, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know this. So is the Mus- what's the Muslim Brotherhood? Muslim Brotherhood is it's designated as a terrorist organisation in quite a few countries, okay. including like Egypt, where it was founded. But um, yeah, there's kind of obviously there's like terroristic elements and then peaceful elements. <laughs> quite a lot of terroristic yeah. elements. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they basically their whole creed is like you know it's pretty pretty hardline. Uh, Islam, yep. and that that should be how society is governed. And then, obviously, the Saudis would argue we are governing by Islam. Well, they they use sh- Sharia law in is yeah. under, under well, They use Wahhabism, which is like a very specific, very strict. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically two sides arguing for they're the same thing, but they're different. Like they're both incredibly strict. In yeah, they're different forms of Islam. Yeah, um, well, Islam really different Islam. No, I'd say they're both pretty heavy. They're both religion heavily involved in yeah. society. Obviously, well completely. Yeah, but the beliefs, the, the, the I'd say one of them is like populism. This is like really putting it down to we should be simplistic terms. Definitions, yeah, if we're not sure. Be, be sure to correct me in the comments. But I'd say that the Muslim Brotherhood is more sort of populist, uh, pan Arab, and then the Saudi way of doing things, you know, is protecting the elite. The elites are kind of insulated and yeah. they make all the rules and people just kind of go with that because they see them as like, you know... Oh, they're probably smarter than us, they know they what to s- talk about. They're, they're at, not at one with God, but you know, they've read all the scriptures, they, yeah. they're more in, uh, clued up on it than I am. So, whether the Saudis, you know, it just seems like a weird move to kill a journalist. They're, they're, yeah. they're lunatics. Yeah. They're, they're, I don't think that there was any thought as to this, any they're rational thought as to this. They're a strategic actor at the end of the day. I'm not saying... Right, but there is absolutely zero sense in this. No, it doesn't have you just really you've killed them. Well, may, maybe, but you, all, all you've done is killed a, I'm not, I'm uh, not an, enemy, an enemy of the state. Yeah, yeah and you've That's made all. yourself look so much worse. <laughs> yeah, hmm. and you've got all Which is companies. bloody difficult to do when you're talking yeah. about Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've got obviously all these companies are now pulling out conferences and investments. Richard Branson has just said he's going to revoke a billion dollars worth of um, mm-hmm. funding towards Virgin Galactic, and uh, I believe it is. You know, so you've got all these prominent companies now coming up against Saudi, so. And of course, you've seen Saudi shift towards uh, going away from oil and petroleum and things like that. So they've really shot themselves in their mm-hmm. foot. What's interesting to see is just recently, last night, Saudi saying that Turkey and Saudi will be allowed to examine the consulate. Uh, yeah, they were going to search it. They were going to search it. Which I don't understand. What what what, what what's the goal? You know, what are they trying to achieve yeah. here? You know, this is it's where we like, killed him. Yeah, or? it's not like they're going to leave an arm lying about. Well, I think they want to dig up oopsie, the oopsie. garden right, because there might be remains in there. Um, but one of they've the done it in that garden. That seems a bit stupid. There were people that worked there that reported that they heard screams coming from in the 
Tur- was it in the lobby? Like, they did it in a, in a room. In the, Turkey is saying that they chopped them up and put them in boxes, which were seen going into mm-hmm. these traps and flying off. And things. That's but what again, Turkey's. that's what they've said. And yeah. you've got to look at the geopoli- from a geopolitical standpoint. I mean, Turkey is hardly a bastion of human rights, <laughs> no. especially in the last couple of years. You've got to examine what they've got to gain from this, what Qatar has to gain from it. Yeah, well, and it, it, that's it, it, why you got to look at what the Saudis would have to gain from it, and why it's it's kind of bizarre. It's just a bizarre. Yeah, it is, it is definitely bizarre. Um, I, I think it, obviously it's sickening. Yeah, um, and it's, it's going to take a little while for things to things to come to out. But clear. it seems that the people that are suggesting that they have the, this evidence are quite confident um, that the evidence is fairly concrete. Mm. But, you know, we had the source where, you know, Novichok, uh, you know, assassination mm-hmm. attempts, and it's, all of this came out, but nothing's happened. Though. That's the issue. It's kind of just... There's not a lot they can do, because Russia but, but doesn't extradite people, its own citizens. But th- then is, therein is the issue. If we find out that Saudi did do this, what's, is there actually anything that's going to happen? I, that's going to be the interesting thing. I think thing, I you think could so. impose fairly huge sanctions. I think that you could end the kinds of arms deals that have been going on, supplying yeah. the we'll Saudi Arabia. We'll it's massive we'll, business. Yeah, will arms I, I, dealers see the jobs. death of one journalist as enough to give up these contracts? Yeah, they're not going to go, oh, that's too far. It's like not. what we're talking about. Go- government pressure needs to be applied to these companies to do so. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, that's therein lies the issue, is that these companies provide a massive amount of jobs. Yeah. So it's kind of double-edged sword. The government needs to say that we're providing jobs and things like that. If then all of these jobs get lost, the government kind of then has to... To what end do we allow that sort of kind of argument to... I, I'm that's, not like, that's like saying the NRA provides loads of jobs, so we'll just, just let them carry on. It's a lot I more see, extreme. I it's a lot more extreme, but as like a I more see. like easy-to-understand concept. Like you go, well, the NRA, they've got like offices everywhere, they employ loads of people, there's loads of shops, there's loads of services I they offer, point, and yet they're promoting for guns, and the guns are killing mm. people. But the people buying them are killing people. Yeah. So like, you, you can't yeah. just keep saying, well, you know, it would, it would fuck up the economy a little bit, so what? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. You've got to let it happen. True, and I'm not saying that I, 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 you know, it's just kind of playing for a point, but I think it's important to think what's going to happen. You can't just let an industry like that collapse. You know, Mm -hmm. look at 2008, the the crisis, you know. The government didn't just let Lehman Brothers collapse. There was massive massive, amounts of bailouts because... Yeah, no, 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 no help for the people, the, the citizens that were affected <sighs> by the crisis. It was all about protecting the banks. Yeah, okay, maybe that wasn't a great example. <laughs> yeah. But, but got I see your point. If they had let the banks crumble, that would have had a knock-on negative effect on the citizens as well. I'm not saying people mm. didn't suffer in the financial crisis. And are still you know, we've suffering. we've finished austerity. But, um, <laughs> that's been officially announced. Yeah. Like, it's just been rebranded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is your life now. Yeah. Well, I, I, wanted <laughs> to talk I would argue if banks collapsed you're looking at potentially the breakdown of the entire financial system oh just let that happen <laughs> just get over yeah, it yeah but then where do we go What's, something's, got got fill, got something's got to fill that void yeah, well, I don't, I don't that's know the answer to that. And systems. that's what Rami's saying yeah. about that's something would have systems. to fill the void yeah, yeah, of the arms. Need, there needs to be well, a, what yeah. are the people in Portsmouth who work for like BAE Systems going to do? Where yeah, are they they, gonna go? BAE Systems don't BAE Systems don't just supply arms to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, obviously. They're going to have legitimate courses of action that they can take. They're not just going to go, everyone's 
Fuck. But the thing but is, some, people, more in, no, some people would be, but yeah. is that? I think that's probably a better scenario to then allowing people the, to the people the, selling the weapons and then those weapons used to kill people. Ultimately, you've got. A, it's whether you're a small picture or a big picture person. And you're yeah, saying I'm a small weapons, picture person. <laughs> no, I'm saying you're being a big picture oh, person here by saying that the people losing the jobs, you know, in the UK, that's a worthwhile trade-off for people to not. Be Dying. you know bombed yeah. in Yemen, but, but somebody, but somebody people, will replace them. A lot of people who are in those got, jobs. We've got a clean conscience. Would then. be like, Absolutely. well, what yeah. about me? Yeah. A lot of those people would be like. Well, there are other jobs. Well, there are other jobs. We've already assessed them. Yeah. There are other jobs. So those people are already going to be quite qualified to fit fill in other workers. jobs. They're not just like retail staff. Yeah. So they're already going into uh, or able to meet requirements for a lot of other jobs. We're going to have a clean conscience if we do it anyway. So we're going to be like, it doesn't matter if someone else, another country takes over. That's then, like, we're absolved and then we can say, well, you shouldn't be doing this either. And so what? It's a temporary solution. Even though people can't get jobs from that, we've got a welfare state where we can support them through that. And it will... It, it's a lot of people happy. have pride that they don't. They would refuse to go on welfare, yeah. I reckon. They. And I want to call it welfare, not American. Benefits. The real people that have suffered from, from this are the Yemeni civilians that have yeah, been murdered, the Yemeni children that have been killed, the people that have lost their homes, the people that have been displaced from their country. They're the real people that need to be thought about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I am sorry if some people that work for BAE systems lose their jobs. Yeah. There are other jobs out there, out there yeah. for you. You're a skilled worker. Um, but could you imagine the government just trying to ban yeah. BAE? It's not going to happen. It's, it's no, I'm not, but that's not the argument. And they're not going to do that because they still provide other services that are completely above board and, and fine yeah, yeah. not killing people. Well, yeah. Technically, the arms sales are above board if we're going down that route. But, 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 it's not like it's but, yeah, but should the government be? Should the government be uh, advocating for these sales? I don't think so. And I think that, that we have blood on our conscience because yeah. we have been advocating yeah, for these sales. The other thing that I wanted to raise was the fact that this government has a terrible, terrible record to, uh, of holding um, out of control foreign, foreign governments to account. Mm. Oh, yeah, well, we don't um, do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you look at uh, Victor Orban not voting to censor him um, in, the, in the UN mm. vote, being the only government that didn't vote. Um, to, to do what I yeah, haven't heard about. What's that one? What did they do? That's Victor Orban. He's the was he the president of Hungary, yeah. prime minister. Um, there was a vote to like condemn him, mm-hmm. right, or say because he's doing the whole you know right wing populist yeah. with a very sprinkling of Jew and Gypsy hate. Very, so not just a sprinkling. It's pretty outright Jew and Gypsy. Okay, hate. Okay. Outright um, anti-Semitism. Yeah. And yeah, anti anti uh, very vicious anti-immigration. Okay. Um, and there's a huge far right movement there, yeah. and we didn't vote to condemn his actions. Okay. Um, He's just secured power for the third term, I think, mm. is in the process of so this creating laws. So sort of backsliding, democratic backsliding that we're seeing a lot in Eastern Europe right yeah. now, like with Poland as mm-hmm. well, the, uh, what they call the, Czech like the Justice Party. Uh, so, yeah. But then again, I guess we're going to... Because I think if you ask any person, they would say, yes, it's, it's wrong, we condemn it. I think what we've got to ask ourselves is, why isn't the government doing it? I think that's the question to ask. Well, we know why, because it's money for them, isn't it? <laughs> well, it they're, they're just going to carry on doing it, because it's, it's going to make them money, and if they do that, 
short term it looks bad on them and they're going to make loads of money. But that is the issue. Short term, the government needs to be re-elected. So the government needs to think long term. They're not going to do something. Yeah, but I'm talking short, short term, term in the space of a few years, because government-wise, that is still short term. I mean, in a few years' time, when we have another general election, we're still going to be feeling the effects of that. If they said tomorrow we're going to cancel those contracts, or they're not allowed to do that specific part of that contract anymore, it's still going to look bad on them. They're going to get fucked. The Hungarian government has been one of the only supporters in Europe of Brexit. Yeah, I feel like that's seriously. That's like, not. Like, I'm not saying that's the reason that we didn't do it. Not related, though, is no, it? It's not unrelated. No, it's like <laughs> we would look kind of yeah. not we, but the government would look kind of silly, or would have to kind of reflect on that. But what a ridiculous to reason to not uh, condemn somebody that's an, a huge anti-Semite, racist, populist. What because they supported it's us? Is that a in, in, in Brexit? They're, they're, yeah. they, they're saying, he says stuff like, oh, "I really hope that he wants uh, to punk Exit." Why yeah, doesn't it sound as good. Uh, why, I don't, does, I, why doesn't he do it? I don't know. Uh, because I really they want like that EU money, of course. We like that EU money too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that Buses the Tories more. really need to take a look at themselves as to the conducting of these for, these kinds of foreign affairs. But does it, is any country really clean though? No, no country. There are some that are a lot cleaner than us. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, but that's but not an argument. Saying, oh, well, we've done bad shit before, so it's okay if we carry on. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, or saying other people do bad shit. <laughs> Sorry, Danny, that's a bullshit <laughs> no, argument. I think other well, people are a bit dirty. They, they do dodgy <laughs> shit, so we should be able to do it too. No, if you're looking at the world from a realist perspective, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Or maybe Rami's advocate. But it's, it's a, it a dog-eat-dog world. It's, you know, you've got to look out for your own... Yeah, I just don't... Not look out for your own. Well, that, sounds, that sounds that's really... That's not realist that's perspective. Really that's just a flat-out right-wing perspective. But Extreme right-wing. If you, if you don't secure, um, you know, your state's well-being and you don't do things, someone else is going to potentially do it to you. And my rebuttal to that would be how is the killing of innocent people in the Yemen securing our place in the world today. Yeah, that's a fair point. It it's, it's basically just economic. Yeah, uh, yeah that is all it is. Economic. So if we can losing some money isn't going to be like us losing control of our entire country. That's that, already happened. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, see just, Brexit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why we're doing Brexit. <laughs> but I just don't, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Jack. I don't think we should just be able to do it because uh, it's a little bit problematic now. We might lose a bit of control or do, we might have to have a general election. We're so fucking well. We'll give Rebbe the last one. I think it's difficult, though, because I think if it was that easy, it would be done. But it's the consequences that that stem from that. I think, yeah, it would be great if we lived in a society where we had renewable energy and we did this and everything was... We do live in a society where we have renewable energy. It does exist, right? In, in the climate, climate scientists are <laughs> promoting an, an agenda. In a, in a majority, in a majority yeah, if, system. Yeah, if that was the yeah. main But um, I think the, the trouble is, is it's with this government, it, it's, it's, it's thinking about the short term, what's going to get us re-elected, I think. And any plan to, if you remove the arms kind of sales and things from the UK, there, there would need to be that gap to fill. And I'm saying, I'm not saying that it can't be done. I think definitely it could be filled. But f how long is that going to take? That's going to take longer than kind of a, a political kind of parliament cycle. So I think that is the issue I think I kind of mm. am thinking, mm. thinking in. Isolationism doesn't suit the classic Tory voters' purposes. Particularly, right? Mm. So, if they're thinking about getting re-elected, 
uh, the backlash from uh, a main area of their party that would want us to be uh, intervening on the world stage would be far greater than uh, maybe support from somebody like me who is quite unlikely to vote Tory mm -hmm. um, in the future. Even if the Tories came out and said we're gonna we're gonna condemn this, we're not gonna support these other governments, we're not gonna support like the sales anymore, blah 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 blah. I think that'd get them a bit of support. And I think there would also be backlash. Yeah, it would lose them a significant from classic voters. Classic Tory voters, yeah, ex-military. Because you've you've already got the shadow Labour's shadow chancellor. I can't remember Emily. Emily Thornberry. Yeah, she's she's come out, hasn't she, saying that Theresa May is not doing enough and things like that. So and rightly so, rightly so. But I think it's a very delicate. It's right for a shadow chancellor to say that. Yeah, for sure. It's issue, isn't it? It's a very delicate topic. I think that's going on and I think it, it's got to be one that we're going to tread lightly. I it's, think it's quite clear cut personally. I think it's very suspicious to me. I, I think there can only really be one kind of scenario that did happen but I think it still needs to be investigated fully. I think we, we need the time to analyse and investigate before we can kind of jump down the necks and kind of possibly sever kind of yeah. di diplomatic ties and things like that. But I hope that we do move forward and this does maybe raise the question of what are we like doing. There's two schools of like how how to deal with this. You either try and maintain the relations with that state and try to influence them in a positive way or you completely cut relations. You know, you have the clean conscience but at the same time they um, might be doing whatever you want. Mm. Obviously selling them arms kind of muddies the water a bit. A little bit. In that and also, do you really want to be telling another country how to run their country? Well, this is the thing. America's uh, touting that that's the most heinous crime ever and you shouldn't interfere in telling lot, people how to, to run their country. A lot of neocons would be like, huh, you didn't like it when we intervened and tried to you exactly. know, take down these dictators. Now you don't like it when we're selling them arms? Like, come on, choose a side. Yeah. Where's the middle ground, guys? But like, the thing okay. is, is the whole it's thing with the Russia thing of saying, oh, Russia's trying to interfere. I find it really funny because America the US doesn't have a great history of there's them. fucking posters saying like uh, like propaganda posters that America produced to try and influence Russian elections Good. like previously Wait, when what Russian like I don't think it was recent. Cold War no I think probably during the Cold War and well stuff. that would be different because it's Soviet Union and they weren't real elections it was just like it's towards the end yeah. but I feel st that's still in election interfering well, let's like not kid different. ourselves. I, I, I'm sure that a lot of yeah. countries do it. I'm sure it's not yeah. just Russia that tried to it Because, like, well, so what? Another country wants an outcome that's good for them. Yeah. Yeah, but then they do. if you're looking at that from such a realist point of view, how can they have a clear conscience? How is that any different? Obviously, it's different because people are dying. Well, no, my, my problem is is that America is accusing Russia and making it outcome. like it's a big crime when they've done it themselves. Yeah. That's yeah, the problem, that's the hip everyone, hypocrisy of it. That's what everyone no, no, but it's the hypocrisy of it. does. It's the hypocrisy of it. If they just went, ah, oh, fucking Russians doing that, well, we did it to them, so whatever. Well, I think it's an inevitability of global politics. Does that mean that we should do it? No. No. Exactly. That's, I think yeah. that's the argument. Yeah. I don't think it clears. I don't yeah, think it like it creates an excuse yeah. for us to do it's it because other places do it. Yeah. We shouldn't do it. It's yeah. that struggle of like, do you be the bigger person and that yeah. potentially like shrink your influence, or do you kind of get down to their level, play dirty, mm -hmm. and then have a bigger influence? You've got ultimately 
being the bigger person. That's how person, people become corrupted. Yeah. But basically. ultimately, being the bigger person gets you more influence because more people are going to end up supporting yeah. you and your like, systems. Like, I think that's so. actually a good idea to actually go, well, those people tend to be quite neutral or, or not involved and not necessarily keep themselves to themselves, but they call out bad behaviour when they see it and they get shit done. It's a big risk mm. that I think a lot of uh, yeah. nation states aren't willing no, I, to I take. No, I agree, but then that's a shame. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I've got to go. Sorry. Well, we'll oh, have that the <laughs> do you want to carry on? Um, well, we've, well, we've got 25 minutes left in the room. We can call it now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. like okay. that was good. We got really like heated at points. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what we've yeah. got to get used to, I, yeah. right? otherwise I mean, it's just us all being like, mm, yeah, I kind of I agree. agree, it's yeah. nice to have a bit of like... Yeah, I, I mean, I've always liked kind of playing the devil's advocate, so yeah. I think it... I didn't realise I did, but apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do, in class, in class you uh, do that quite I a lot. Always, I always feel people's eyes on me, they're just like, shut yeah, up. But I, I, think, I think it needs it, because I think it, what we've talked about, we've heard... It helps sides, you clarify your yeah. views, definitely. Mm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. As always, thank you very much for watching. Uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. Tell your friends. And uh, if there are any favourite geopolitical problem, <laughs> yeah. If there are things that you want us to talk about or um, have ideas for the show, then let us know. Yeah, link uh, us to stuff. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Thank Take you. care. Have, have fun editing this, Connor.